This is HNN. Good evening. This is HNN. The Hollow Table News Network is your not even remotely close to around the clock Star Wars, Galaxy of Heroes, news, reactions, reviews, theory crafting, and more. Source. I'm Faye 34, your host. And today we're joined by my distinguished co host, the one and only Sir Georges. Welcome. Greetings, gamers. Thanks for joining us again. You've been, uh, you know, I noticed since we've last chatted that you've been called out a couple of times on Reddit for people that are still soloing yeah. the, uh, the tank for a while. So that's always great to see and hear. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Even after all this time, an old video. Say, like the, ever, the evergreen video of once you do yeah. something, something like that, <laughs> it works out. Yeah, I love it. But it's been a little bit since we chatted. We had some technical difficulties, my computer crashing and all. So, uh, but hopefully we'll get back on our bi-weekly schedule and uh, we'll just dive right in because we have too much stuff to go over, enough stuff for like four episodes. So as yeah. always, we'll start your show with our HNN headline news. And today we have eight headlines. Number one, the Bounty Hunters Month in August continued. So last week they released Orsing, Cad Bane's rework and Houndstooth. So they are all of varying degrees of awesomeness, some less, some more. So let's start with the lowest and work up to best, in my opinion, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> Sir G, if you want to go over Cad Bane's rework. Yeah. So Cad Bane, who is very easy to get. He's from the Galactic War shipments. So most players either have him maxed out already or can easily get him maxed out in a very short time. And so I'm really happy that he got a, what I consider a really good rework. His basic used to just deal damage and had a chance to attack again, but now it inflicts a new negative debuff accuracy down on the target enemy, which is a 15% accuracy loss. And he also gains 15% turn meter for each critical hit. I really like when they introduce new buffs and new debuffs. And this one is really intriguing because, you know, accuracy down, it's new. None of the raid bosses, no characters have an immunity to accuracy down. So unless they're doing an attack that can't be evaded, you now have a built-in chance to dodge or have them miss with any of their attacks. And his evasion in particular gives some extra stuff with it too. So that right. is nice on him eventually. Yeah. We'll get there, but yeah. Where do you see that being effective? The accuracy down? <laughs> um, <laughs> when or if they add some other stuff to go with it. True, true, fine. true. So it, I mean, that's enough for 15% makes it hard, hard to see. But on the other hand, when you have... Uh, just the evasion that comes with Maul, which isn't a, a ton higher than that, but it happens all the time and it yeah. makes you angry when that was going on. So it certainly it's going to happen some, um, we just haven't had it done enough to Very notice. True. And I would say dodges of all the thing in the game. You feel like you never dodge and the yeah. uh, PC always dodges. So then yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not true. I'm sure the numbers are the same. It's just one of those things that, when they dodge your attack, it just hurts more than when you evade theirs. But yeah, my only gripe is that it can, it's only from his basic, so it's only going to be on one or two enemies at a time because you're going to be using his specials a lot, 
And so you're not going to be using the accuracy down very often. So I guess the only way place that I currently see it being interesting is I'm wondering if he can be used in some kind of raid team that can make, I don't know, Darth Sion or Treya miss when they normally wouldn't. That might be really cool to see. Yeah, I I think that's where they're going with it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I just I personally haven't <laughs> haven't been good enough or used him to, to yeah. make that happen. But you really as when using Cad Bane will mostly be using his special because he's got a really good special now. It not only deals damage, but after dealing damage, it will dispel all buffs and then stun the unit for one turn. In addition to this, remove 50% turn meter, doubled against Jedi's, and if the target's debuffed, remove 25% of their max protection, stacking. This attack can't be evaded. So there's a lot to process there, but immediately the thing that makes this a really good attack is that it damages, then dispels, then stuns, and it can't be evaded. So no matter what's going on with the enemy, this will hit them. It will dispel tenacity up or um, foresight, anything like that, and then stun them so that they can't counter. So no matter what's going on buff-wise on an enemy, this shuts them down for a turn. Which is a nice uh, kind of like... uh... Crew has his stun. I mean, obviously yes. this one is resistible, which would be the difference, but it's yep. a, a nice then, move. Yeah, and then this one does damage. I'm thinking, I mean, we'll have to see how he can be used, especially with all the other bounty hunter options, but this by itself is one of the best abilities in the game to me, especially with only a three-turn cooldown. Yeah, he has a, I'm with you. Maybe you're talking me into more of his Cad Bane. I was like, I used him a little bit <laughs> and I went on my way, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, mine, I haven't been able, I used it in a couple of the events, but mine's still only gear eight. I haven't had a good reason to invest in him. So I, I don't know for sure, but when I have used him in a couple of the special events, I saw the potential and was really loving this ability. And I haven't even gotten to see how it plays out. The if the target's debuffed, remove twenty five percent of their max protection. Because that right there, use this on a tank, removing twenty five percent of their max protection. That's huge. Yeah, and then stacking. Does that mean if you use it a second time, it's fifty percent? Or what? What is stacking? I don't understand the stacking in this scenario. Right. I'm. Not exactly sure, but I'm going to think it's going to ramp like defense does armor. So like you'll remove 25%, but then you'll remove 25% of what's left. So that's what I'm thinking. I think you'll never actually hit zero max protection left, but after two or three reducing max protection, it'll be significantly reduced. Because, I mean, just using it one time, not only do you, like we talked about, deal damage, dispel, stun, remove turn meter, but you then remove 25% max protection. So I'm seeing this being good against a Rebels team with Chase, 
do this against Bays, and it removes his taunt, removes any heal over times that Chirrut has put on him, and then removes his protection. Or you can put this on Kenobi. Get rid of any kind of foresight Kenobi has, his taunt, and go after the other characters. I think there's a lot of potential with this move on Cad. I think so. And then that's it for his attacking abilities. He then has a unique, and his unique is that he has plus 30% crit chance and 30% crit damage, which helps with his basic relying on crits to gain turn meter. And then when Cad Bane inflicts a debuff, he recovers 5% max health, 5% max protection. When Cad scores a critical hit, he has a 50% chance to reduce his cooldowns by one. So your stun gun could even go down even yes. more as far as the cooldown. Yes. So from using stun gun, since it deals damage, it could immediately go to a two-turn cooldown. And then if he's called to assist by Bosk or Dengar's basic, then it could be able to be used just the next turn. So then you've got two characters on the enemy team, stunned, dispels taken away, remove turn meter. He's really good against uh, one target. So like the 1v1 tourneys that we've been seeing on some of the YouTube channels. Yeah. I'm really curious as to how Cad Bane, he might be a dark horse that sneaks up. <laughs> and he's recovering the 5% max health and protection, which is on yes. top of the Bosque leadership if you're doing that, because it's the True. same thing. If he inflicts, then they're also going to give that. To, so it's really 10% if you have a Bosque lead. True. And that's a huge that's a huge thing, because he basically takes care of himself. He's not a character you're going to have to worry about healing up. or I mean, I think his health and protection pool are still low, but... Being able to regenerate it himself, that's always a plus. Now, he also has a leadership, which his leadership before was for 20% evasion, and I think you'd gain turn meter. It's now been completely reworked, I think, to avoid any kind of dodge meta again. So at least he has that on his basic accuracy down. So that's not completely taken away from his kit. But his new leadership, Bounty Hunter allies have 100% potency and gain advantage for two turns when they inflict a debuff. And that's it. Now, yeah. once you do the contract, which is inflict 20 debuffs, and because that's the contract, I wouldn't expect this to be used in the Sith raid. And it'll be hard to get going in... I think it'll be hard to get going... I'm trying to think of PvP. You'd have to have two or three. Yeah. yeah. You'd need a lot of AoEs that apply a lot of debuffs. At least one or two rounds of all your characters attacking. Although Dengar, he applies a lot of debuffs with his AoE. Mind Mayhem or whatever. Yeah. Yes. That's Thermal Detonators plus two or three debuffs. So maybe him alone and one or two other attacks might be good. But so if you're able to get this contract that seems difficult off, the reward is that all enemies have minus 50% tenacity for the rest of battle. And that's the payout. 
What do you think of his leadership, Faye? I think this might be the last time I ever see it. <laughs> true, true. I, I, well, there, why, although, why rework something like that if it has zero use? I mean, it's got to be useful somewhere, right? Why go through the time? I mean, true. I mean, like, like, you, like you said, to try to get the a raid of some kind makes sense. Yeah. But you need, they have so much stacking potency that your 100% probably isn't enough. Yeah. And by the time you inflict 20 debuffs, you'd have to do it on the ads. And then maybe when they have your potency plus the minus tenacity, then you could get something to stick on Scion or something. But by that time, is anyone still alive? (laughs) Why why do that instead of Bosk? It's basically what I'm... Or several of the other getting uh, some damage from uh, Boba or something like that. Yeah. I've got two ideas. One is that they... I, I'm guessing they want to have all bounty hunters have some kind of leadership since they kind of, by nature, they go it alone most of the time. So they need to have their own kind of leadership for when they're going rogue, going on their own as a bounty hunter. Because all the ones they've reworked so far have had leaderships. Yep. So part of me thinks they're just continuing on letting Cad Bane have the leadership and they don't expect this to be used. The other thing I'm thinking is maybe they've got a specific raid team that they can see this being useful since 100% potency is a huge gain. And then once you have the payout, minus 50% tenacity. So in effect, 150% potency, which almost guarantees your debuffs to land. Even on a Bastilla-led enemy team. Oh, sure. Against you. Yeah, that brings it back to normal. Once you get them to, you got to get them to stick originally, though, yes. to get the 20. Yes. 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 So you're already starting the battle off at a 50% deficit when it comes to potency, tenacity battle. Um, so it might be hard to get those 20 debuffs. I think I did try them in a territory war, and I still couldn't get the debuffs to land very well. So, yeah, like you said, not sure this is going to be put to good use. Advantage isn't as good as it once was. and So that's not a very good reward. And neither is tenacity down for the enemies. Because when it comes to raids, like the new Sith raid, they gain 50%. Most of your time is spent trying to orchestrate how to survive or how to deal huge damage in between them taking turns. Correct. So, yeah, I don't see it being effective. But now, his Cad Bane's own payout, which occurs regardless of whatever bounty hunter leadership, his own payout is that Cad Bane has plus 25% evasion and inflicts thermal detonators for two turns on attacking enemies when Cad Bane evades, which can't be evaded. So it can be resisted, but it can't be evaded. I really like, I kind of like this payout. Still will need to see more of how it plays out. I like that he's got his evasion since he lost it from his leadership. Add that to the evasion, the accuracy down from his basic. And even in a raid, he's looking at a 40% dodge rate against bosses. That's really good. 
and then that, the rest that of the is, like that's substantial yeah. when, you, when you get those together. And then the rest of the team has, if his accuracy down is up on the enemies, the rest of the team has a 15% dodge rate. So that's good. And then I love that he's got thermal detonator built into his payout. I really feel like not enough of the bounty hunters have that built in. Cause I love that that's become a bounty hunter mechanic. I really like different factions having their own signature play style. So Dengar's AOE. I love all the thermal detonators. And then this one is a reactive landing of thermal detonators. So, so I'm really curious to see, again, most mostly because my mind when it comes to the characters thinks of the raids. But <laughs> in the Sith raid, he gets uh, attacked, but he dodges. Since he's not countering or anything, there's no tenacity being increased on the enemies. So if he has a good potency, whatever leadership he's on or whatever mods you put on him, then it can land a thermal detonator without increasing the tenacity to prevent any more. Yes, that's a good point. And if you have him in the lead, maybe that, maybe it, 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 something has to work, you think? Yeah, but yeah. Maybe not. Or let's see. Is Cad Bane an attacker or support or what? He He's a support. Support. Okay. So we haven't gotten to her yet in the podcast, but when we get to Aura Singh and her stealth leadership, maybe you can get something where the attacking bounty hunters are all stealth, but Cad Bane is left, and you can get a lot of evades and thermal detonators placed on enemies. In a, in a PvP match. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. You're on it. <laughs> you, I think you need a list of all these, though. Yeah. These different things we need to try. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, we should, we should try that out. I do plan to make more videos. I'm working on one or two, actually. It's actually Perfect. been... It's been months since I had to come out with one last, but I think life has settled down enough. And now that I'm stateside for the foreseeable future, cause I took a trip this summer, but I should be able to make some good videos soon. Excellent. We look forward to it. Awesome. Is does that wrap Kane up? Cad Bane up? I think, I think that's good for Cad. Okay. And then as we just alluded to, we got a brand new clone wars era character. Or a sing. And we last on our podcast talked about her and discussing yeah. what, yeah, what new bounty hunters could be coming. It was on the list. Yep. Yep. Good work. Good call. <laughs> so <and> I'm <laughs> really glad that she's in here because she was a fun part of the show. We were incorrect in guessing that Zam Wessel was going to get a rework at least so far for now for now yeah yeah but so aura sing her basic is that she deals physical damage to a target enemy with a 70 percent chance to inflict stun for one turn if the target's debuffed aura sing gains 20 percent turn meter what do you think of that basic Faye? as far as basics go as far as basics, nice. Nothing uh, amazing, but we'll take 
stun anywhere. It's yeah. Just at this point in the game, it's anything that has 70% instead of 100, it's always. Yes. Uh, you know, but a, a straight stun on basic, maybe. A yes. little much. So that it, it's good. Good. Yeah. I dig it. I mean, and twenty percent turn meter if you're already like you know you're assisting with Bosk or someone else. Yes, I mean, that's another. That's great. Might get you to go again. That's great. Uh, I do dislike seventy percent because I remember loving Death Trooper, but just really hating when the daze and stun on yep. Rebels never works because he just by chance didn't get the daze. Plus, on top of all the other potency and tenacity checks, it's right that seventy percent. Right. So, I'm not sure how useful this is when it comes to bounty hunter teams, since you've already got Bosk giving out stuns, now Cad Bane giving out stuns, and if you've got the Zeta on Greedo, he yeah. can also give out a stun. But that'll take us to the next special because and the ne- the next two specials, because I don't think Aura is really designed for stunning characters. So that's okay. Her next special, which is Hustle, gives her critical chance up and offense up for three turns and deals 35% more damage with her next ability. If Aura Singh was already stealthed, she takes a bonus turn. Taking a bonus turn is huge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The bonus turn part of that is very nice. Yeah, especially for an attack that doesn't deal damage or have any debuffs put on the other team. I really like the trend of not wanting those to seem like wasted moves anymore. Yep. Yeah. So that's really good. And that carries well with her next special, which is what makes her such a good raid character. Her next special, which almost is exclusively for raids, is Sniper's Expertise. Deal physical damage to target enemy. If the target's toppled, this attack deals 200% more damage, and this ability's cooldown is reset. There are a couple Game Changer videos out that show just how big a deal 200% more damage is, especially when you've added the 35% damage from her hustle special and the offense up too yeah. yep yep what else do you think of these Faye? i think uh she's got a very large sniper rifle in there. <laughs> and uh no that's good i mean so i like that aura clearly has a place like you know yes she's set up for phase three of this and then you can decide you know it's is that something you want to build up to seven stars and put all the gear in for one phase and on other phases and future raids and stuff. I'm sure it'll be useful as well. Um, But if not, that's fine. And it kind of gives you the option of, Hey, this, if you love this character and you really want to get some more uh, higher rank in uh, your Sith raid, then, then she's for you. Maybe just don't plan on her being on like your top end bounty hunter team and that's right i like that she has a place me too she's dedicated she's a dedicated character (laughs) (laughs) 
It's pretty cool. I kind of wish they, like we were just talking about not wanting to waste a turn. I wish they added something else to the move for normal battles. Yeah. For any like units that can't be targeted. Or something. Yes. Or if, top, if target yeah. is toppled or stunned, which would be the equivalent of that. And then again, then she would be like yes. you mentioned all those other stunses. But that, that, I mean, that's just wishful thinking per se, but uh, right. I hear you. Yep, this really limits her to what. Yeah, because I mean, they could have put even like stagger, because that would make sense if you get hit by a sniper. Being staggered or offense down, I don't know any kind of debuff, and I would have felt much better. And I mean, she's not that good of a sniper. If the only time you can hit someone is when they're down, and you can't move. <laughs> very so, true. Like it could just be like <laughs> sniper basic instead of expertise, but. Yeah, point blank killer. Yeah, with a giant gun. <laughs> they stand yeah. about, what, 10 feet away from each other? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other good thing about this attack, though, even though it's just for raids, is that if the target's toppled, it the ability's cooldowns reset. Yeah. yeah. So however often she gets to go during a topple, you can use this after, one after another. And if she builds up the, the her whatever her hustle special in between, yes. you can use that and then do that again. So yep, yep. I haven't been able to because you need them seven star to test in a raid. Haven't been able to see how she would do in the raids myself. But I'm curious if there's a team that can be put together for the HAAT because there's lots of topples in the phase two and four and phase two is the hardest one to get through. I, I, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think it would work out nicely. I think we need to get you a game changer account. (laughs) Yeah, true. Let's have everyone write your congressman and uh, (laughs) hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I'll need to get some more videos out to make that happen. Good. We'll search for it. Yeah. So Aura also has some uniques, and her first un- or her only unique is Relentless Killer. Aura Singh has plus 40% crit damage, which helps with dealing huge damage to raid bosses. This bonus is doubled while, while stealth, so now we're at plus 80% crit damage. Whenever a bounty hunter ally defeats an enemy, Aura Singh gains 10% crit chance stacking for the rest of the battle. So that plus her critical chance up. And by the time yep. you get some offense up, I mean, she's almost guaranteed to yep. do a critical. By the time so you if, have those. if you've just got a triangle mod that is crit damage up, add this 80 and maybe a crit damage set. And you're looking at 300% damage. And and then the two hundred percent more damage from sniper's expertise, and the offense and crit, guaranteed crit chance after just a few enemies die, and that's why she's going to be dealing out such huge numbers in raids. So the kit makes Which is sense. Fun to see from one character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that huge damage is in addition to what all the other ones are able to contribute. So a team that I could see 
anything that can get her to assist so that she can get more turn meter from her basic. So if you can get a good assist team going on with uh, uh, speed down on the enemy, you'll be able to get her going a lot, taking a lot of turns during a topple. Now, Aura also has a leadership. And her leadership is game plan. It's a Zeta. Bounty Hunter and Scoundrel Allies. I like that. I like when it's not just limited to Bounty Hunters. And Scoundrel Allies have plus 30% offense while stealthed. At the start of battle, and whenever a Bounty Hunter ally defeats an enemy, all Bounty Hunter Attacker Allies gain stealth for two turns. When Aura Singh is in the leadership slot and not the ally slot, the following contract's active. Use an ability while buffed 10 times. That's an easy contract to fulfill. And the reward is all bounty hunter allies gain 50% counter chance and their payouts are activated. Bounty hunter allies recover 25% protection and gain 25% turn meter whenever an enemy is defeated. So nice. I mean, that's kind of like... uh that could be a good territory battle type thing in the same yes. way. That, uh, yes. A great territory battle. Troopers have when you Exactly. Exactly. And bounty hunters are one of the required factions for territory battles. So that's a great leadership to have to help with those bounty hunter only ally missions. Um, I really like that the reward is like you mentioned, an Imperial Trooper Veers type payout. Because now we have a second option to use against Night Sister teams as well for Territory War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Didn't think about that. Yep. Because 25% turn meter and 25% protection, guaranteed. In addition to the counter chance. Counter chance is always good. Um, I'm really curious about the stealth mechanic. I really like it and there's not enough characters that use it. So for a leadership to use a mass stealth on all bounty hunter allies, that's really interesting. And that is the Zeta part of it is the stealth of the attacker part of it. Gotcha. What is weird to me is how bounty hunter and scoundrel allies have 30% offense while stealthed, except only bounty hunters, attackers are the ones that go into stealth. I don't know how, so unless yeah. another, <laughs> unless just, another just at the beginning. Yeah. So unless another scoundrel ally yeah, no. is able to get themselves into stealth, the leadership's not going to help them. Not at all. So that's kind of a, a bummer. Single, is there a single? I didn't. Scott I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. Like that's not uh, a bounty hunter. Unless you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mission does quite a bit. Oh. Like her. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So. So that's maybe a strange with the... combo of the two. Yeah. To have, but uh, she's the only. She does go into stealth. That's right. The one time I used her in the. Marquee event, but that's right. So the only other way I could see it happening is, I guess, if you threw R two on the team, 
and through stealth. Maybe they'll come out with a new maybe they'll come out with a new character that can also put stealth on scoundrels. Which I'd like to see. Oh, nope. Wait for it. Newt Gunray. Don't forget about Newt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. 70% chance to go into stealth. True. There you go. So we got, we got one character. There we go. With Newt Gunray and <laughs> Mission Vow as the new raid as solo. consistent with the Star Wars lore. Yep. The new raid solo. Okay, awesome. So yeah, what what are your thoughts on Aura? Is she a good character, mediocre, bad? She mediocre. I mean, in general as far as yeah. you know, I don't I wouldn't she's on the lower end of bounty hunters for me to uh yeah. gear up. Um but again, that could be high for you or not you, I mean, anyone in particular right. that wants that phase three or they like the topple or, for example, we find out that it is super good about Night Sisters or something like that. Um, yeah. But it, it's pretty specific. It's more of a, hey, I have all these other things done. I really like that character. Let's grab hers. And then there's going to be people that are think she's super underrated and really push for her. Like, oh, no, 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 she's really awesome. And I can see that being true yeah yeah and that takes us to our last new unit and one that i'm particularly excited about and that's the houndstooth that is a new ship and a new bounty hunter ship when up to now we've only had boba fett's bounty hunter ship and so bosk has gotten his own ship and it's another tank which besides sunfac which is a another reactive taunt. We haven't had a tank that could, a dark side tank that could choose to taunt. So I really like that we have this new tanky ship. The basic for Hound's Tooth is Tooth and Nail. Deal physical damage to target enemy and dispel all debuffs on Hound's Tooth. Hound's Tooth recovers 10% health and 10% protection if it has taunt. That's great. Yeah, and maybe doesn't do a ton of damage, but he's not there for damage. He's there to stay there forever, and anything that continues to build up his health and protection, as you'll talk about shortly, will uh, be very nice. And then you also dispel the debuff, so yep. it keeps it keeps him going. Yeah, so any kind of debuff you put on him, if he counters, which I think... We'll see later in this kit, where at least if you're using a scimitar to make him a taunter or a Grand Admiral, or no, who's the capital ship? Grand Moff Tarkin. If he gets called in as a reinforcement, he'll automatically have counter. Okay. Then his special is Devour of Prey. Three turn cooldown. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict breach for three turns, which can't be evaded. New debuff. Hound's Tooth gains taunt for two turns. This new debuff of breach means negative 25% speed and negative 25% defense. So that is good. 
Anytime you, you can reduce speed in defense, especially with defense taking a larger role with the bugs, the Geonosians. Yep. So that's exciting. Yep, and all these, so so far, the first two, the basic and the special, like, oh, yeah, those are solid moves. Yeah. But really, it comes like those become not just solid moves, but excellent moves when you combine it with his unique. Yep. And then his unique is Trandoshan Barricade. Houndstooth gains 25% protection up stacking whenever it takes damage from an enemy's attack. While not taunting, it has plus 50% tenacity and gains 25% turn meter whenever another ally takes damage from an enemy's attack. Attacks that deal damage multiple times will not trigger these effects more than once. When Houndstooth loses taunt, it gains taunt for one turn if an enemy is breached. While Houndstooth is active, breached enemies have negative 25% evasion. So that, that's, that's yeah. an excellent one. Yeah. That last sentence basically adds, since Houndstooth is the only one that can apply breach, it basically adds another effect to the debuff. So now it's negative 25% speed, negative 25% defense, and negative 25% evasion, which will help take care of the first are uh, the Imperial TIE pilot and yep. the Geonosian spy, since the bugs have become really popular now. And you can invade well, and uh, since that uh, breach move can't be evaded to start with, uh, take all those out, and then importantly, when they are breached, he keeps giving the taunt back. That's when uh, people get in trouble behind him if it's you have your own tank that's breached and going to keep going, then yeah, it's a bad. You're going to be stuck around the new, you know, people compare it to a nest. It's not yeah. quite as, as powerful as nest, but it, it is um, a very, very excellent, if not the best unique for ships. I mean, it's yeah. definitely up there. I, I think it's probably the best, like just yeah. straight unique that they have. It's a very game. nest. It's a very nest like ability. Um, I know fighting them already, it can become very troublesome and almost wondering how do you get around the protection up? Cause ships don't have as many options as our over a hundred characters to deal with nest. It's a lot harder to deal with a nest ship. The because uh, you have to change so now that's been out for a couple weeks, which is nice. So you can chat about now. So I, we have yeah. a couple seven stars in ours, and I actually run him at three stars, and he's not nearly as good as seven stars. So unlike Nest, who is almost as good at three or four stars, right? Um, this is a clear difference in uh, how much health and protection and stuff that you have for a ship versus just the character. So it does make a big difference, um, but he's still he's still decent as a he's like my fourth reinforcement just in case I need someone to survive long enough. Um, but it, I've been stuck behind where people I didn't know that they had that in reserve, and I have like I just use Akbar or from using Tarkin on offense, and uh, with Akbar in particular and Geonosians, he just 
he just keeps building it back up. There's almost no way to kill him with that set of teams. Um, unless you time your shots super duper well, which, so you just have to reevaluate, uh, what you think, or, you know, that adds to what they wanted with ships 2.0 and the fact that, oh man, does this person have houndstooth, for example, in reinforcements because that changes i might actually have to run thrawn instead so then you can get the ultimate off or you might have to put in uh, a wedge for buff immunity or yeah. plan that you have uh, vader to take the first shot and then take a tie fighter pilot when it has target lock on it to get the uh, buff immunity back up um so there's there's a couple of different ways that you can do it and get it set up but it it requires different thinking versus me currently just throw geonosians at everyone and right for, for most of it right Which how does probably how, good for the game but for me like gosh darn it oh, yeah, I, can't <laughs> think about this. I don't have time how do your geonosians do against a seven star houndstooth not very well like they awesome. just he he has just enough um and that's that's why they did it like yeah makes it. sense um make a new counter yeah. so at three or four stars they're powerful enough to just blow through that extra 25 percent protection even when it stacks mm. like it, it takes a couple turns but it's not that bad um yeah. but when he's at seven star two zeta gear 12 um built up like we have a couple it is definitely a the three geonosians at least mine can't can't uh, take him down by themselves they have to get something else in there whether it is that buff immunity or you just hold out until your uh thrawn goes if that's what you choose to use if you know that team has him in reserve yeah yep and i think the reason that in ships, a three-star is so much different is since it's based on the character's contribution. Whereas a normal character, they can be three-star, but get them to gear 11, and they've got tons of protection. But for a ship, that protection is tied to the strength of how much your character is able to contribute, which is based on star level. Yep. Yep. I agree. It's a, I mean, that, that is the big difference, and that's what mine... So I run, like I said, Bosk with both of the um, actual characters. Gear 11, but he's only four stars, so he doesn't have yeah. it. I mean, he has a good health pool, but it's not enough to just keep surviving forever like he can when he's totally maxed. Right, right. I like that while he's not taunting, there's a penalty... Like when you attack an enemy or yeah. one of his allies, he gains turn meter. Those are so great. Get that taunt up. Yes. I really like that. And then he's also got a reinforcement. When he enters battle, all other allies get 25% tenacity, which again in ships is a big deal because there's no mods. You can't affect the potency tenacity battle going on. Um, other bounty hounding, how, other bounty hunter allies also gain 5% counter chance stacking when they resist a detrimental effect. Which seems silly now because it's only a uh, slave one, but you assume right. that means more are coming. Exactly. 
So hopefully we'll get some more. Hopefully we'll get some more, and that'd be really good. And so this is a good future-proofed reinforcement. Right now, I don't see very much value to it, but it could Correct, be really yeah. cool in the future. Because, I mean, so if you're fighting a enemy, like, say you're fighting the bugs, and the enemy has a Tarkin leadership, or a Tarkin capital ship, and they do Tarkin's AoE, but your bounty hunters resist the expose and the yep. ability block. That's a big t- difference. Yeah, 10% counter chance right there. So yeah, I think this is a really solid ship. I don't know if it'll be game-breaking, at least until people are able to farm it and get it up to a 7-star. Free-to-play, the free-to-play majority. But Correct. by then, more ships will come out probably, which is also good. Yeah, I think it'll be around for a while and is certainly one of the ones that uh, the whales put some money into and uh, that's what they were looking for. Uh, A good counter that I also have been thinking of but not able to try out is the new Sith Assassin ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you'll have to try to get her stars up once you can farm her. So it'll be tough to get her strong now. But somewhere in the kit, I can't recall, has a ignore protection and just go for health. Isn't that right? Correct. And it also has healing immunity somewhere. Yes. Which which is totally like those are the two things that uh, will go against that. Yes. So I think that there may be a Empire team or a Sith team that can counter the new Houndstooth. But we haven't seen enough experimentation with Sith Assassin's ship yet. At least I haven't. Agreed. Yep. No, I kind of totally forgot about that as a yep thing to build up. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would that would work well against that too. Yep. See, for myself, I've got to do Sith Assassin the character, and then the ship. But the ship I can't farm yet, so I'm just not even worrying about it for now. Probably for the best, you don't really yeah. need them till later anyway. So by the time that everyone has Houndstooth, you'll probably need to have or yeah. Sith Assassin will be ready by then or Sith ship. Okay. Move on to mods. Yeah, well so then uh that was enough, like I said, for one episode, and then now they dropped uh another one of the biggest updates of the year, and that's uh mods two point oh. So there will be uh we probably won't give everything here there their due time um but we'll kind of uh walk through because these are these are not small these are big changes for the game a lot of them for the better um so you know they did it in a couple phases and our uh fourth news story today was when they released the first uh, round of the mod changes so right away last week they uh changed it so all the colors um will stay that color until you eventually slice them which we'll go over to um, so you can see right away, you know, your gray one that, uh, originally would have turned to gold when you put it at 15 now it just stays gray. So, you know, uh, makes a little bit of a visual change. I actually like the visual change. It gives it a little more, me too. um, information to me. Um, and didn't seem that jarring or anything like that. Um, and then at the same time, they, uh, also made the mod challenges so you don't have to use any factions. So, uh, those poor Jawas got finally even more useless. 
Yeah. Because that was definitely, I got them for crit damage or whatever that was a, a year ago and I haven't seen them ever since. <laughs> they'll be sad. Someday they'll get reworked. Um, but that's nice for new people that uh, really want to get that started and pick yeah. up. Um, Mostly for the so more newer players. Like Correct. if you've started in the last six months to a year, really helps. I think that yep. change. Yeah. And then they added some of the mod salvage just for that week until we could uh, get that elsewhere and didn't have great drops or anything, which we'll uh, yeah. get to later as well. But uh, those are um, how they put in there. Um, so that was right away. They just kind of laid the groundwork uh, for that first uh, content update. Um, and they were originally going to have it so that they had the set bonuses then, but for whatever reason didn't work. So, um later that week is when they did the second round and this is when they really um changed a bunch of the things so they added the basic view for mods so mm-hmm. for people that just like i don't want to mess with this stuff you just uh, turn it to basic and add the recommended which uh at for you know end game players usually not the best mods you could find but if you just want to throw some on like, yeah, this should be good enough. Or if you, you're even the end game players that have 20 people at the bottom of their list, they don't have mods on. They just want to click those buttons instead of uh, putting it on there. It, it'll give you something to uh, do with the recommended system. Um, but most of us, all, anyone that listens to this podcast would probably be uh, on the advanced, which would just be our view from before. Um, one of the biggest changes for sure. And the best would be mod loadouts. So that is fantastic. You can basically just pick your ones. I, for example, have my best speed ones on Thrawn right now. And uh, at times I want to just change it out just because I want to mess around with stuff and was just too annoying to ever do. So I always stayed on him. Um, But now it's just saved as that. And if I want to throw someone else in there, it takes a couple clicks and a couple credits and you're good to go. So I have have about 10 different mod loadouts saved. I also did it on... uh, uh han solo so if i ever want to use him anywhere else other than uh, phase three i can put actual real mods on him that are (laughs) like speed you know i mean otherwise you just leave them as the checks nick style um so that that was nice have you done any mod loadouts yet i have not actually i played around with it and made one or two so i Messed with the search filter a lot, which I really like how well they've updated your search and being able to sort your mods. You very easily now can truly just take your entire inventory and say, okay, for this character, I want my six fastest speed secondaries. And boom, it shows you. Um, It's a bit too early to make new requests when it comes to mods. (laughs) (laughs) but with the pulling from other characters, I love not having to deal with going to the specific character, unlocking the mod, pulling it off. But I wish there was a way of, I guess, asking, do you want to replace the mod that was taken off with? Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, instead of just like swapping one, do like a, a round trip where they, yes, that that one that was on. Yes. Cause if I, if I did that, pull all my fastest then now i got six characters with <laughs> holes in their mod sets um so besides that minor gripe i love the sorting 
But I guess that's one of the reasons why I haven't made a loadout in the second is that I like how it shows you how much it cost to change an entire set of mods. But now the the stingy Sergi has to decide, <laughs> do I want to spend 54,000 gold to transfer these mods and then spend another 54,000 gold to put it back once I'm done with this raid or done with this special event? So I'm now hesitating at moving mods unless I think I'm going to leave it there for the time being. That, that's there. That's how they'll uh, get you some. I've never, if I've ever wanted to move mods, I've just, I've just been, you know, ignore the cost. I just going to make my life easier to get <laughs> over there. So I do it. I get it. And I, I save up credits. You tend to level your characters more. Yes. Right I, which is, I guess why I'm carrying more. Because now I've gotten really low into the few hundred thousand, but mm. but that I'm, makes a difference. I, th- I probably have about sixty million right now. So oh, wow, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, that, we can't all be Fay. <laughs> we can't all be Fay thirty four with sixty million credits. You can try. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really digging the all the changes that they've made to mods. It's a yeah, much the, needed. That sorting was uh, of the two. Uh, like I said, the loadouts was that that would have been enough for me. But the sorting is what I've used mm-hmm. much more for that. So, yeah, um, that's been great. I like the not that it makes a ton of difference, but that you can see the secondary stat rolls like how many times if your speed yes. got two or three. I mean, you could figure it out by how much speed is on there, but it's nice just to have that to. Put on there, um, you know, a couple things not related to mods. They uh, now you can see territory wars. You can see who hasn't joined, so you can at them. True on uh, Discord, and uh, they had a couple tutorials and mod battles, and we'll talk about the slicing that with the the last pack. Um, importantly, and again, something that could be its own topic for its own show is they finally uh, added some pack odds whether uh yeah i don't think it was through the goodness of their heart as much as regulation <laughs> um but uh that's something people can take a look at and uh i suppose we could pull up those odds but uh you know basically it said when you are buying and doing different things that have variable rates um you know so for example getting uh, 330 shards was uh i believe 0.1 percent yes um, or 0.01 one or two I think it was, was point one. one. So one in a thousand, you can uh, pull your uh, fully yeah. starred character, but most of the time it was seven. Then next was five and next was 10. So um, it yeah. seemed to be from what I could tell about what the community had figured out altogether, but that's nice to have it as an official thing. True. It was um, worse than I thought. Because like, I think it, I tried to do the math. I think it was like, 85% of the time you're going to get five or seven and then mm-hmm. 90% of the time you're going to get five, seven or 10 or five, seven, 12, something like that. What surprised me was that the three thirty was, I think point one, like you said, but the ones lower than that, like two seventy or 200, those were point zero one. So they had a less chance than the three thirty. Oh, really? Really? Okay, now I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You have a higher chance of getting 330 <laughs> than you do getting 20. Yeah, 
It's ridiculous. And I think that was just so that all those higher ones will still only add up to a small yeah. f- a five, six, seven percent chance. That's a good point. I, I didn't look at I did. I just didn't even read those because I assumed they would be higher. But I, I also see that as a slight marketing play because then just a couple more people pull a 330. Yep. Seems like it's more likely. Yep. Posted on uh, Reddit or whatever um, to yep. get that put up. Yep. Good catch. Yeah. So 70% chance that you get to seven stars and uh, about 17 to 18% for five five for 10 and five for 12 and all the rest of them together form about 2%. So mm-hmm. anywhere from 15 to 330, uh, anything below that's about 98%. So, and, uh, ship marquees are similar. There's also ones for, uh, mats and capital ships. What I did think was lower than uh, I had noticed before was, or would have thought, um, the ability mega packs, so when you oh, had yeah. the, the Omegas, it was, uh, I've only bought two ever. And uh, one of them, I got a nine. The other one, I got a 25, which I you got lucky. You got lucky. Yeah, well, apparently, that's only a 5% chance. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take that from the two I've ever purchased. So I thought that would be higher. But apparently, I just got lucky with it. Yeah, I thought it would have been, I don't know, 20%. Because those are the only two options. Yep. Yep. No, it's 95 and five. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that was really interesting as a numbers guy and an odds guy. I really liked getting to finally see those. Despite okay, having to go through go to a web page to see it. Yeah. You are now leaving. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know that that'll change anyone's things one way or another, so I'm glad that it's out there. I highly doubt there was any people that were wailing on these characters that were like, oh, you know, now that I see that it's... Uh, seven percent <laughs> true and like was in my head but i could be i could be wrong if, if anything i just think it helps garner goodwill is the right thing yes i think it helps know what you're getting into yes anyone that has been questioning taking on a chance they at least know the small odds so that they know okay i didn't get it but there was only one in a thousand that i was because before you get angry, like, what are the odds? They say it's got this chance. When you, yes, when you get 15 sevens in a row. Yes. Then uh, you at least know that you're unlucky versus them. Well, they are hosing you, but you get, you know, I mean, it's 70%. <laughs> yes. So yes. You just got a bunch of 70s in a row. Um, so, yeah, that was a nice. And then uh, I think it was the day after they finally completed that and their mods 2.0. And uh, had the other big or the big, I guess, uh, end game thing that they did was add slicing. So we mentioned before, but basically you can take a mod that was a gray and turn it up to a green. Green next or blue? I think it's green. Green. And, uh, green, blue, purple, gold. Six. So, yep. And then uh, the, so those basically just give you another chance to re-roll a secondary, uh, which can be nice. So have people posting stuff when they get their speed to go up and anyone that doesn't get that is a little sad, but, uh, and, um, and then in particular getting it up to from the five E up to, or sorry, from five a up to six E is when you do the the final slice, at least for now. Um, and make some difference on 
just like one or two speed, but some of the other secondaries and then even the primary go up quite a bit. Or at least I'm, that's what I'm told. I haven't yeah. uh, actually sliced a single mod. Me neither. Mainly because uh, I haven't had anything that's quite right. Like, I have stuff built up for like a gray or a, a green, but that's it. And uh, I don't know <laughs> if that's uh, changing anytime soon. Boy, those uh, to get to to uh, six mod require 50, I believe 50 of each yes. of uh, the things that are in the, the yeah. last two battles or whatever they are. And then uh, 20 of the things that you have to buy from the, the guild store. So I actually think I'm going to get the 20 in the guild store just so I have one Same. and then build up the other 50, but that's going to take at least a, a week or two, lots of times to uh, put these on and get them set up. So, and that's also, I think the Bantha in the room this week is boy, those slicing man rarities and the uh, money that it takes to get there. I think these will, this will definitely be um, a pay to play bonus for at least for the foreseeable future um, for all the good and bad that uh, goes along with that. I mean, it's nice for people that, actually spend the money to actually get some reward out of it that makes a yeah. noticeable difference because it does um and on the other hand it's good that not everyone can do it in a way that because i don't yeah. have many people i don't know if anyone on our shard has more than one or two that they went up to yeah. six with but i'm sure there's some maybe yours that they've already uh pushed those or bought a couple of those like the 65 dollar pack and the 20 dollar one um Another way to get money, I guess. What were your thoughts on the slicing and how to build them up? I love it. I think, I mean, I love the structure that they've built in. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do it myself. I think I will get the opportunity to slice one mod from five to six this week. What are you going to decide? What's going to make do it? Is it the primary? Is it uh, like you want, they have all these like four secondaries that you, all four of the secondaries are nice. So you want those built up. That's that's a tough one. So I I like that thought that goes into it. It's cool. uh, Like this is, it's not just, oh, I want this crit damage to go up. It's, hey, they're what about, oh, but it only has tenacity as my thing that's going to get bumped up is that something that you really want or it'll probably be a mod that has all the secondaries i want and a triangle crit damage okay all right there we go because i'm gonna be focusing on raids and seeing what mod can help with that you know either wampa or vader or some kind of one or two key tunes that make or break a raid team or uh, Han Solo or Greedo in the Chex mix, something like that, just to see that damage grow a bit. Um, it's really interesting how, when you finally get it to six, everything increases, the primary and all the secondaries. And so, even though I do think I want to do crit damage, if you do one of the other ones, like a offense primary. I think it jumps to like 10% or something. Yeah. So those are some of the big, I mean, they, cause they tried to make that, that the crit yeah. damage and speed weren't quite as important. It's um, significant. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge, so there's, there's more for you to think about. Now you were yeah. talking yourself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. The good thing is you'll have plenty of time by the time true. you have it built up. To cause the, the materials to get from five to six, 
I mean, currently, since they haven't added it to the Sith Raid rewards yet, you've got to farm 100 pieces of material and you're not getting any character shards or anything else to go with it. You're just farming that one mod battle for that one piece. So you've got to get a hundred of those and farm from the guild store, the 20 uh, materials that go just for taking it from five to six, which are what? So you get four or three of them. So to get up, you mean seven for, you need about 3000 guild store currency. Yes, uh, exactly. There, which is good math. A substantial. Thanks. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could almost, let's see, you get Carbantes for 300 for five, so 10. So that's roughly the same as a full Carbanti. Oh, that's I mean, not that's, bad. That's good. That's uh, what you'll have to decide is whether uh, a Carbanti is uh, equivalent to getting 20 of those. Plus, you have to get the 50 other things, too. But uh, yeah. um, it could make a difference. I mean, you just have to, another thing to spread out the money on. Or you could just say... Nah, I don't want to mess with that. And now you have your own uh, mod currency that you could just farm mods instead yeah. of Cantina. So I, I've thought about it right now. I'm still, I am doing, going after the slicing stuff just to kind of Me see too. how it goes first. And then we'll work our way from there. Another thing I noticed is that it's all different materials to go from the gray to the green to the blue to the purple to the gold there's a each one has like a bridge material so like there's one thing to get just one material from gray to green but then that plus another from green to blue and then that newer material plus another to get from blue to purple and so on except when you get to trying to craft gold to six that isn't used in any of the other levels. So that, just those three yeah. then, right? Or only used for that. Yeah. So if you're only concerned with getting your gold mods to tier six, you only need to farm those last two nodes. And that's all I've been doing. Yeah, same. I mean, you need a hundred of them. So <laughs> no time is going to be wasted. All right, and then uh, they didn't. That wasn't it for the week, though. Out of uh, nowhere, they dropped a weekly shipment, which I was. Yeah, that was another nice little. Not, I don't know that anyone was asking for it per se, but came in like, why not? I'll uh, yeah, I'm and just a very wide variety of stuff, various prices, um, and is there all week, which is uh, has been nice because you can use that. For example, I didn't buy Carbontes because they were one point four million for twenty of them, but then later on. I did. Week. I I needed I needed them. I didn't need them. I just was <laughs> I was like, hey, twenty more, and I can get a yeah. Andor Chewy up. I'm like, nah, now it's worth one point four. So it's <laughs> there for you during the week, and uh, also a place that you could actually spend some ally points. So yes, um, cheap. You can spend fifty k for two Omega Mats. I have a I have a million of those built up. So do you I've think that's that a good so deal far. or a bad deal? I don't think it's a good deal. But it's better than me clicking the button sitting. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's absolutely <laughs> worth it. Like it's you can probably get more out of the shard shop yeah. equivalent, I would imagine. 
But if you have um, enough from the shard shop, if if you're not in need of any more currency, oh yeah, I, yep, correct. Then so you I, might as well. I was all for yeah um, that at least for now. That'd probably be something you do for like a month or two, and then when they're they're lower, then you see yeah. how that comes together. And then they also added quite a bit of those to when you do the uh, mod battles on the nine E and F or whatever. Yeah. For some reason I get quite a few of ally points with that. Anyway, oh I yeah. Thought, I thought that was that was strange. Like, oh man, they're really pumping that for that. Um, and then uh, the other thing that they added, um, which is also great, was hard nodes have been uh, increased yes. from five to eight again. So yeah. that is marvelous, especially with all these people that we yes. have coming up, and they yes. added to the marquees. Um, that's a, a nice change, so we'll get into that shortly. I understand. For those of you, we'll, we'll, we'll edit out most of that, but uh, Thunderstorm just knocked out my power. Everything still works except routers, so they had to reboot. But yeah. we're back at it. Right. So it's like... Uh, still going. want us to con- yeah. continue with our our uh, ways here. We're subverting nature. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so last thing we so were those- saying was the weekly shipments and the hard nodes. It's great. Keep pounding the hard nodes. Now I uh, actually finally dropped Rose out. She's like forty away from being done, but now I you quit? I actually, yeah, because it's now I want I want to spend it on other things. I suppose we'll get to that mm-hmm. on the farm stuff. But uh, funny enough, by increasing hard nodes, I actually do less of <laughs> you can yeah. spend them on the ones you really need them on. So weekly shipments. I love that new addition. I because there's a lot of first with this weekly shipments like first time you can get character shards with gold because visas visas more yep first time you can use ally points for something you it's very practical that you are constantly using on characters um first time you can uh, get g12 plus as well yes you can buy full pieces yep yep for 3,600 uh, crystals. So it's not cheap, but it's certainly something yeah. you may have built up or save for. I mean, that's, you know, a double or less than double uh, just a normal one you might buy for yeah. 1,500. Or if you went all in and did like 2,500 on a stun gun, it's not that much more yeah. than those. I love it. It is significantly harder to get than those. So Yep. I think it's really cool to have a weekly thing that if whales want to whale out, they can just quickly buy a few things. So yeah. And it will look forward to, I think it will change. It looks like it'll change on Thursdays. So it'll just be another little like, Oh, Hey, weekly shipments are here to um, keep you. Yeah. I, uh, one comment is I hope they offer something besides just Omegas with ally points. I totally agree. That'll be a missed opportunity. And, I like being able to buy, like you mentioned, the Carbontes and Stun Cuffs for 1.4 million for 20. I hope they throw some Stun Guns in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we know you need Stun Guns <laughs> everywhere. So. Yeah. Uh, but then to the hard nodes, I love that they went back to eight. I was. I, I hope it stays. Yes. Because there's a couple times that they've talked about oh, for a limited time, we're going to try this out. And it stayed, such as the mod store having great mods for expensive gold and crystal, or 
Do, can you still use crystals to buy mods from the mod store? No. Nope. No. Yeah. No. Nope. And getting to use ship currency. Correct. That was a great change that they have not taken away, even though I believe the announcement was for a limited time where. Yep. And, so, and so was three to five too. Yes. The, uh, when they increased the hard notes yep. from three to five, they said, hey, limited, but that stayed. So everyone thought when they moved from five to eight, they were going to keep it there too. Yep. So well, it did not, but now it was returned. So when we started the game, having a character just on a hard node was the death sentence. Like, a year from now, maybe a year and a half, you might get to see them at seven star. That was Darth Nihilus and Baze for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was the worst. The now, not only is it five, but it got moved back to eight. That's making me wonder if they do plan to keep it at eight now. And if I think so, if they do, I will be very happy. Cause like our, I think our Bantha in the room last time was the marquee events. Uh-huh. But the that's kind of confusing the argument because the main thing is when a character does become available, it's on a hard node. So even though you've been waiting three months, you're now waiting another six months till you can actually get them to a high star level. So this helps solve that. So if they keep it at eight, I'm happy for the most part with them sticking new characters on hard nodes. It, it makes it more palp, um, palatable. Whatever we're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I, right? How are you even? <laughs> it's not palpable. Palatable. Say, palatable. But, yeah. Um, more appetizing, but that yeah. that just sounds weird in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you know the when we'll get back to this in a second. Uh, the login character for the month of September is Rolo. That yep. was uh, out of nowhere, and uh, what is your speculation? It. We'll, uh, we'll chat about that in a little bit here. <laughs> There's all sorts of that flying around these days, and we need yours as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least for the news is the calendar. So they skipped a territory battle due to that uh, all the mod yep. changes, which is probably for the best yes. in this game. Um, and then uh, September, it looks like they just, instead of having a couple of days off between stuff, they just tried to shove it all in there, which is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they'll have Thrawn in... Palpatine coming back in the next week or two. So some nice uh, little calendars, although that did mean this week there wasn't a ton of going on unless you wanted to fiddle with mods a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, for our news, we'll, uh, which brings us to our I Love You, I Know segment. I know that's easy to get jaded by this game, but there's a reason why we're still playing it two and a half years later. So uh, we'll chat about some things that we've really enjoyed the past week or two. And Sergi, what do you have going on these days that you've enjoyed? So I've really enjoyed the most recent Territory Wars. I oh, you were an offensive machine. Thank I you. Can, I, I, I appreciate you noticing. That you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. That was 200 plus or something, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I felt, I don't know what it was. Like either I remodded a few of the right tunes or just did well better than our opponents on modding. But my teams were working this time. I was trying to be more deliberate with, okay, this is a team I can guarantee will win rather than splitting up my tunes to try to make two teams that may win. I think that was my main flaw before. But yeah. Well, you still had enough team to get whatever, 10 plus victories. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think I got four from ships. So that really helped. Oh, four from ships. Nice. I've only gotten three. So one did you? The one was my mace window is really weak. So that was just picking off a one it, somebody okay. wasn't able to finish off. Still, yeah, nicely done. Thank you, thank you. My my bugs are doing well. I got all their omega abilities. So Perfect. I mean that they have that synergy. Ship battles, but that helps for territory wars at times. Like totally opens up a new team you yes. didn't have before. Yes, but yeah. So territory wars that was a lot of fun these last couple of times. That that's my favorite part of the game is when you get on a roll, or it can also be the most frustrating when you lose yeah. a couple. And it's like, well, no, I'm done for. Yeah. Yep. And I think a lot of it was just figuring out, like, wait until you reach a team that this your team is good for. Yep. And that each team has one or two key tunes that need to be fast. Like, if they're fast, they can get your rhythm going. Like, for first order, you need your first order officer fast, naturally fast. So just mm-hmm. put some more speed so that you can get Kylo... Ren to do his AOE to fill the whole team with turn meter. So just small things like that or a fast nest. Yeah. Yeah. And checking what the other team has if necessary. Yes. If you're doing like a mirror match or something like that will totally yeah. change the game. No, it makes you feel smart when you like, oh yeah, I yes. picked all these out specifically for like beforehand. I already pictured how the battle was going to go in the turn <laughs> order of the characters. Yeah. It was and then cool. if it doesn't go your way, that wasn't your fault. If you win, it was because you were awesome. If you lose, mm-hmm. bad RNG. That's the only Something's thing. wrong with the game. It's not calculating yep. things right. <laughs> yep. Agreed. <laughs> um, and I uh, I had fun the last couple of days, so I've been uh, getting on the Kira Territory War uh, train. Cool. Mobile gamer had the first time with... Uh, Kira L3, Vandor, Nest, and Zalbar. So I haven't seen I, it, but I've heard about it. I like to I like to hoard things, so I have been I have been needed to basically blow everything that I have to get these people up. But uh, I have L3 at uh, G11. They're still at all of them are either like three or four stars, yeah. but they work out super well at uh, L3 in particular at G11. Uh, it's pretty tough when you get her up to her MK3 ability and has counter and 100% defense mm. and Zalbar and Vandor help uh, heal different people. And then Nest is just awesome. Yeah. Um, so that, it's, it was a fun, different thing that I haven't done before. Um, and then uh, also, at least until I get Zalbar of the O's. So Vandor is G11. They're almost all there except Zalbar. Zalbar's on like eight, so I might run nice. OG solo. He's the newest um, one. That's understandable. In there. in there. So that's a, it's just a different team that uh, haven't had before. Something to prime the pumps, if you will. Um, with some fun. I look forward to the next Territory Wars and putting them in and then having them lose in the first one and being like, gosh, all this for nothing. But um, <laughs> Once they're all built up, hopefully that lasts. And then, by the way, for people that are doing that, check out, uh, I think, Mobile Gamers video on that. Um, but the only, you need a couple of Omegas, um, and you do need Vandor's uh, Zeta on his reviving, because uh, that's what uh, keeps it going in case they do kill any of them. If he has prepared, which he has quite a bit, they uh, pop right back to life. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> So um, are you going to test it out 
on this upcoming territory war on I, offense? I, I think it's good enough i think it's good enough okay i uh so there like i said most of them are g11 kira will be g10 when she gets there they don't really need health all that much because they have some of the protection and everything yeah. regeneration yeah. um it's not going to be perfect and it's certainly something that would get to beat on a front line but i think it's can be a really good middle or back type of thing when you either way you have to use if you do win it takes a solid team to do it so i mean it's very much in the bounty hunter first order you can't just uh, throw in middle teams they need to be slightly better than middle to get them and then uh, when they're all the way built up then it takes a straight good team to do it nice yeah, look forward out. to hearing how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll screenshot the one victory or the one loss that it has. Hopefully it gets more. But All right, on to our That's No Moon, our big segment of the day. And uh, that is, you know, we've mentioned all these marquee characters. And now it's time, or at least they've been hinting for the legendary or the heroes to come along. So I'm going to walk through the three segments here and ask you some questions, Sergi. And let's see what you have for the answers. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So one, starting with the first ones, are the solo tunes going to have a legendary? No. Who? What is it going to require and when? <laughs> oh, sorry. I, hear you. So I jumped I was, the gun. Jumped I, the gun. I, no, 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 no. I, I, uh, that you're one, we are one answer. We don't need to answer any questions. <laughs> let's go on to the next one. Yeah. Done. No. What do you think? I, what do you think? I used to think that as I just like, there's no one in there. Yes, you could put in Maul and you know Beckett and the <sighs> boss. It's just like right. That's that's yeah. the reaction. Now that being said, they probably planned this before anybody had a reaction like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't there. Like oh yeah, everyone's gonna love uh, Woody Harrelson, so he can definitely oh. be a legendary. So you think they're backing out all planned all before then. Um, And then the other thing that goes with that is the, the DVD release and uh, DVD. I sound like I'm 10 years, whatever the digital (laughs) release is coming up um, in the next couple weeks. And uh, I think, so I've kind of come around that, uh, gosh, darn it. There's at least, I think they're going to have a legendary. So the problem with it is though, this would be the first legendary, that's not faction specific because so far they've mm-hmm. always been, you know, just scoundrels or just these or just that. If it's just True. scoundrels, then who cares? You can destroy that with anybody. You don't need any of these. So I think they'd have to change how legendaries are done. Yeah. Um, but if I think they do it, if I had to guess, I think that they would, they would do Beckett and it's going to require the five main ones without nest. And then uh, if it does, it's going to be around some of the September, uh, uh releases of the digital release so i i'm now in the i was in the like 10 percent. who cares about most of them mm-hmm. and not gonna farm any of them to oh man there's a solid chance so i i might i'm gonna try i'm trying to get uh like lando to at least five star and unlock whoever it is at five and then go from there i don't think it's gonna be anything more than that yeah that's a good point though because Lando and Nest are both very hard to farm. Yep. So if you're not getting a head start, you're going to have to be shelling out some crystals if you want to get them in time. If they do have any kind of legendary. Which, if they did, I would think it'd be Dryden Vox. Yep. 
so you're you're on the yeah so that's a, i think <laughs> yeah, the actually two, yeah. maul makes the most sense and then dryden voss and then uh beckett are those three that but it's it's just a collective like meh yeah yeah from anyone like of all the people that are they're not legendary, legendary. they're not legendary no. they don't they're not that significant I mean, maul is, but he was only in it for one minute right and, now if they make solo two spoiler alert sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> After four months, see, that's it's a good game. Yeah, for a Star Wars podcast, hopefully you've seen Solo. But I think after, hopefully they make Solo too, since I liked Solo. I enjoyed. Yeah, does I, that made me sound super down in the movie? I enjoyed it. it. wasn't my favorite, but it was certainly. I'll watch it again yeah. when it comes out uh, sometime. But yeah, sorry, continue. It's okay. Hopefully, then we've got a good use of this criminal empire Darth Maul so that he can be a character. Cause right now yeah. we don't know his kit. Like they'd be given too much away just by having him in the game. They'd go over the whole thing, the crimson sun and all the, above. yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Onwards. All right. Are the, uh, how about bounty hunters? Are they going to have a legendary who, what and when? Yes, they will have a legendary. I think the popular theory right now is Django Fett. And while that's a possibility, I'm not sure that there's enough. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I can't recall well enough, but I don't think there's enough to build a unique kit for Django right now. I, I don't understand. I straight up don't understand why people keep asking for Django. <laughs> yeah. Make, I think he's a terrible, like, totally devoid <laughs> of any type of emotion blah character. Yeah. That you could of all the people and they keep asking i was like jangle i just don't get it yeah like yes he can fight kenobi like they have the little the rain fight is cool like that's that's fine but he's just like so wet blanket personality that it's yeah for me man but sorry can yeah yeah i mean that's not i'm not one that will argue with you but others might those that really like him Um, (laughs) but Will Bounty Hunters have a legendary? Yes. I don't think it'll be Django. Because if it was him, I do think that maybe it would either be prequel characters or clones. And they haven't done anything on the clone front. So I don't think that'll be it. So who I do think it will be, mm-hmm. it's going to be Hondo. Oh, got it. That, that, that's, a, that's someone that... Uh... I have heard, and again, I don't know much about, but uh, Hondo is a, worthy of legendary of the people that give him much love. <laughs> he is a huge character in the Clone Wars TV show, which they're reviving. They just did Aura Singh and released Bosk and, uh, a few months ago. So I really think that they're going to have a Clone Wars-based Hondo legendary event. And then who's going to require? Name your five. I think it's going to need Aura Singh, Bosk, maybe Cad. Okay, so I think we talked about it last time. That there's a great Clone Wars episode where Kenobi goes undercover as a bounty hunter to be on this elite bounty hunter team. And in that episode... Dooku teamed with Hondo, if I'm getting my facts straight, to recruit this team. So that's why I think 
those that were present there, or at least had to do with Hondo in the show. They are the ones that are going to no, be. I don't recorded. remember us chatting about this. So got it. Oh, cool. Okay. So yeah. including GK and Dooku. I don't think GK, and I don't think Dooku. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The other ones that they actually. Yeah, made. the bounty hunters that were part of it. Yeah. When that? Uh, when is this happening? Give me a date. That's gonna happen in October. Done. To coincide with Halloween. <laughs> they did push they did push for that last year with the zombie and everything yeah so. no i don't know I, I it'll happen before the end of the year we're gonna now we're marking down <laughs> is done. yeah yeah all right and then uh the last kind of main section that came out is uh, old republic are they gonna have one who what and when you go first um, so this one is this one's the easiest. Obviously, that's a yes, and possibly a heroes. <laughs> I think this is a a Malik mm. legendary followed by a hero's journey, Revan. Um, oh. And then the the who in this one is the easiest by far because they only have those five set yeah. out for uh, a legendary. So you're gonna roll with Basila and Jolie and T4 and Mission and Zalbar. Um, are they going to be the ones? I I think this is going to be end of the year. I um, heard someone else talking about maybe like February because that's when their Sith thing is really yeah. big. So possibly. I, I think they're going to do that. They're not that nice to us. They're definitely going to push that sooner Yeah. Um, rather than Rather than later, I, I of the three of the ones so far, I think that one's uh, clearly the most obvious. You need to farm nice. these for something else. Um, but I'm now kind of convinced all three of them need at least something. But the Old Republic one is 100%. I think the Bounty Hunters is 90 and the Solos is maybe like 60% that someone else is legendary. Nice. Nice. Okay. You or any other Old Republic people that you would put in there? I don't have enough older public knowledge, not having played the games. So unfortunately I'm not the most informed, but I think that you are on track. I think that what you're saying is correct. I think that they're going to be like the new Thrawn event where five characters get released that are old Republic and they're all going to be newly on nodes that you can farm but now you need to have them all ready soon. So I think you're correct. Um, Since you brought up a hero's journey or villain's journey for Revan, who, which five characters would you say are required for that? So it's a good question. So I, I think it may be more than five. I think all of the old Republic people, including Malik, assuming you need him. So if this legendary was Malik, that would be who you would do. And then you would need uh, all the old Republic people, even including um, good old Meatbag himself. Um, so those are all ones that we're going to uh, need to get in there. So I think all of the old Republic that's that's a good idea but so far they haven't had um or since we only have commander luke and jtr to go by i don't think there was any overlap in required characters 
for them. If that makes sense, like Commander Luke needed R2, but R2, none of the ones that you needed for him would help towards Commander Luke. So and none that's of the ones. So, so you were you're thinking there's one more other like faction that's going to be needed to get this one other legendary yeah. to get to him. Yeah. I think that, it's going to be a specific five tunes, not necessarily faction based. So probably the Malik, like you said. So Malik's going to be Revan's uh, BB-8 or R2-D2. And then probably Scion, Nihilus. And oh, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then since I don't know where Jolie and or where Visas and I guess whoever else was core to the story that had to do with Revan. Yeah, so I mean that's by when you add all those, that's close to ten. Yeah, so then then we might have enough characters without an overlap. I forgot all the dark side and the ones I was just picking the old Republican HK. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so that's our predictions. Gamers. Excellent, and and the and the wrench here. Why why is Rolo? Yeah, calendar one. Does she fit into any of these? I've seen some other people. Actually, my favorite uh, speculation I saw on Reddit, I believe, was uh, that they're building up for a an uh, original Chewbacca, and that's why Rolo Ooh. fit in there. That they were using now the um, now that we have several Chewbaccas to make that happen, and uh, that is fun. Eventually, for a Jedi Luke. Um, so that that was good. I don't know that that quite fits with the Rolo, but maybe. Um, you, anything, I, I don't know whether I, my guess would be that she's uh, needed for, or not needed for, but they're going to put a new map for territory battles. Yes. Except the calendar is filled with territory oh, battles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nope. That kind of puts a damper in that. <laughs> it does. It, it does. Do they actually say, let me it look, does. Do they say, it says light side or do they say like rebel assault Hoth? I'm pretty sure it says rebel assault. I'm sure it does. So even though that was my hope as well, I thought, mm-hmm. well, they've already got the calendar full. Yeah, it does say just Rebel Assault, Rebel Assault. So, yep. so it's really t- hard to try and figure out why they made Rolo. So my thoughts. Yeah, that's fine. My thoughts. Okay. So like you said, the territory battles. I feel like they are going to make a new territory battle map and a new territory war map sometime this year. We've still got four months of time left in the year for them to build those things, which having a year, I think like say it comes out in November, that was a year since the original uh, territory battles. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's plenty of time. Um, But I mean, while Rolo kind of hints at that since she was a required character, I don't know if that's a, a, too much of a leap. I mean, I don't think there's room for any more Empire Strikes Back content. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, I see, I saw a couple people mention Boosh, or I don't even know how you say it, but the, the bounty hunter that uh, Leia dresses up as to go and save Han from... Uh, from... Uh, from... Uh, God, I want to call him Django, but uh, 
from Jabba. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, which puts on that mask and everything. Like he, she would be a good bounty hunter oh. type of legendary. What if they bring Jabba in. into the game? Oh yeah, that could. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That would make sense with all of the the bounty hunters. Yeah. And what if he's a new legendary? Maybe he'll use some of the solo tunes or something. And actually worthy of a legendary. Yes. Yes. Compared to some of the other solo ones. So So maybe he'll need, maybe not Rolo, but maybe Princess Leia. Um, Or no, I guess maybe it would be Rolo. But maybe. It would have been after that. Yeah. But that'd be cool. I'd really like a Jabba character. So I don't know. My hope, my best guess and hope is that they're going to release info about a new territory battle that is going to be harder and incorporate new characters. My guess is Clone Wars. Okay, maybe I'm rambling, but my initial guess when they announced Rolo, because just because I've been hoping for it for a long time, they're finally going to get into Clone Wars and prequel era content. So because Rolo is the daughter to Padme, they're going to have a new Yeah, yeah they're going to have a new light side territory battles map, maybe with Geonosis or something. And the character you've got to farm or the character reward you get is going to be Padme. I think that'd be great. Yeah. And to build into all the Clone Wars. Yes. New show and 10 year stuff. Yep. And maybe with a new territory battle, maybe they don't have to stick to the light side, dark side. I'm not exactly sure I would play out, but maybe they can. Well, we didn't even mention that with all this other stuff in this show running like two hours. Yeah. The the neutral tag. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't think that at least in my vision of a new territory battles that doesn't play into it. But maybe they'd have a territory battles where it alternates each day, light and dark, fighting the same battle. Or maybe they'll have a mission. Like they're fighting Thanos or something? Who's the battle that you... Oh, like you do like one side perspective fighting the same. Yeah. Okay, got it. Got it, got it. <laughs> I thought they were on, like, <laughs> fighting one person or something. No, no, no. But, okay, all right. Or they, or they have, like... Uh, Inside one strip. So one day you've got two territories that maybe they are the opposing sides. I don't know. Like a clone wars only battle or a clone trooper only node. And then a Geonosian only node. So I don't I know. You should start designing stuff for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my fantasy. We'll see. Good luck. The last one we worked on Aura Sing. So yeah. By yep. the time we talk next time, that'll work. Yeah. All right, moving on, finishing up here. Uh, our rank and file segment, pretty uh, same. I think everyone's arena is pretty standard. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, all those ships, like I said, I've been running into hound's tooth, hound's tooths. Yeah, not <laughs> hound's teeth. I suppose this is plural of <laughs> hound's tooth. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it, but have you have you had much trouble or run into them a ton? Um, I have. Found them annoying, and I have been running to a lot of reinforcement houndstooth. The computer is picking him to come out a lot, but they haven't been too much of a trouble because it'll normally come when my Thrawn 
annihilate. Got it. So you have, yeah, so that takes them out. Running Thrawn, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, the bugs do really well at taking them out. So and they're not seven. Yeah. Anyway. So I haven't had too much trouble with them. So yeah, I did see one in my normal arena, one Vader lead with Vader, Thrawn, Scion, Nihilus, and uh, Treya, and it actually does very well. So I'm not I'm not brave enough to try it myself yet, but <laughs> I had trouble fighting it. It was actually really cool. Because of the dots or what was what was hurting you? Yeah, the dots, the turn meter reduction. Because even though it's only got a 50% chance, Scion, Scion does his AoE. And then Nihilus does his. And Vader. Yeah. So they actually can really hinder your specials getting off. So it was actually really interesting. And, I have to try it. Yeah. Because one of the main things before was your characters needing the boosted turn meter from a Palpatine lead or because they're taken out of commission once they get stunned or dazed or something. But now that Trey is in the mix, she helps out with a Vader lead by making the Sith not have to worry about debuffs. Stuns are laughing in the face. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's an, it was an interesting team that, Looks to be holding well. I haven't kept too much track. Oh, that, was, that was my next question. Yeah. Was, did it fall to 75 overnight? Or? We, we have a an alliance with a lot of our members. But I, if I, I haven't kept enough track. But even though we tend to drop by people outside of our agreement attacking, I don't think that he's dropped very much. Yeah. And he's made me put Vader back into my Palpatine lead which is holding very well. Nice. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen many Vader's the past month or so. Yeah. Or any for that matter. All right. And last but not least, let's head to Uncle Owen's Moisture Farm to talk about who and what we are currently farming the game because everyone knows work comes before going to Tashi <laughs> Station to pick up power converters. So, Sergi, what do you got to work on this week? I finished up my rose. I didn't stop it. I wish I can't. I, I, this is the first <laughs> time I've ever just like, oh, I just, yeah, I I sure. wanna, but I, she has no use for me anywhere. Yeah. It's only an thing to finish, but yeah, yeah. continue. Good work on finishing Thank her. You. I also finished um, the other, Oh, Admiral Holdo. Nice. So I'm done. I'm done with the resistance. They still need gear, but I'm done with the shards. So now I'm doing Bosk, um, Range Trooper, who I really want to get up. I love that character. Nest and Lando. Still finishing Visas a little bit. She's the closest to getting to seven star. But I'm refreshing sometimes the Nest and the Bosk nodes so that I can get doubled from a single day. Perfect. Which on those with the eight ones. Yes. That made me so happy because with all these new characters I'm trying to farm, I don't have to worry about it taking half as long. Excellent. Mine are, mine are similar. I'm uh, doing Bosk and Bandor Chewy. 
and then uh, Visus when I can. So I think I'm kind of uh, doing Vandor instead of a range trooper. Although I want range trooper. I, yeah. I've been uh, working on those ones. And then uh, L3 is in Cantina. And once I get her to five stars, then I'll get Kira to five star as well, just in case there is some nice. five star legendary and to go with that territory war team that I talked about before. But they're both Kira's 10 and L3 is 12. So that's not bad. Cantina's. Um, yeah. And I got Young Han finished in the guild store because that was easy. And Poe's X Wing finished in the ship. So then uh, nice. we can work on Lando and Nest. With those, which is also like we've said, just Lando. So that means the yeah the uh, old Millennium Falcon is just totally, which is great. Whatever a byproduct of the yeah yeah. <laughs> to see if anyone to get that set up, but I think that's a good are... ship. I don't remember the kit. It's a good ship. It's, uh, so, yeah, some of it's RNG as far as like it can have fifty fifty chance to hit with these like four different things, mm. um, and then has a pretty power. I think it's a, a dispel. Or maybe something like that, where it zooms away and then comes back in. I just remember what it looks like. It's <laughs> been so long since I used it. I don't know what it does anymore. But yeah, those are all ones to put on there. All right. But uh, any other thoughts on the week? No, that's it. Um. Oh, um. Probably I forgot to mention it, but one of the things that I'm loving in the game right now is with the new mod update. Something that we all get to benefit from without having to do anything is how mod sets are worth more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, man, we didn't even get into that, did we? Yeah. I mean, it's defense in particular. Yeah. It's fantastic. So I guess between now and next week, we'll be figuring out how the ramifications of the mod sets increase are. I, like, I really like potency being more valuable. And health being more valuable. I haven't messed with defense or anything else yet, but potency, just potency enough. I love getting debuffs going. So, gotta see that red. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining this week. It was fun. Um, I think uh, that'll do it. Until next time, Chewy, we're home.